A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The information depicted in this podcast is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine. Hey everyone and welcome to the Boost Your Biology podcast. My name is Lucas and I'm the founder of Ergogenic Health. Together in this podcast series, we will go underground to explore cutting-edge health and human performance insights that you simply cannot search on Google to help you upgrade your existence. So without any further ado, let's jump into today's episode. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Boost Your Biology podcast. Today's guest is a pharmacist by training with published research related to infectious disease and bone marrow transplants. Dr. Chris Jackson, welcome to the show. Hey, hi, everybody. Awesome. So, Chris, maybe you want to let my listeners know a little bit about your journey and background and how you got so fascinated into, I guess, what we're here to talk, talk about today, which is uh, nootropics. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so there's a lot of layers to this. While I was working on my doctorate for pharmacy, I was one of the only people in the first row, which was very atypical of me. I just wanted to go into drug discovery, drug development. So I wanted to make friends with the professors. So I sat up front. If anybody who's listening or watching knows anything about crypto, my business partner is the crypto dog, like one of the larger anonymous influencers in the space. And he was the only other person who decided to sit in the front row that day. And uh, he's a funny guy. He's like, oh, hey, is, is, is anybody sitting here? And, and really, it was just five rows that were completely empty. So, you know, we knew right away we were going to get into something. And his big passion was nootropics, right? I actually was, was a novice. I didn't know anything about him. I was blown up a couple of times in Iraq. And, you know, my photographic memory is now just kind of like a, a fuzzy photo. Um, so he turned me on to phenylperacetam. Uh, Right. So phenyl P was the very first one that I actually got into. And after that, it was 95 like percent recall. 
Like, you know, we would study, we would sit in classes, we would draw everything out. And from there, everything just uh, got a little bit more clear. So we decided that that nootropics were going to be the, the very first thing that we got into. But, you know, on the, the health and wellness side, I come from a family of smokers. Everybody in my family smokes. I'm the only one of my generation and up that doesn't. And we're all AAT, which means that if we smoke, our lungs get chewed up by our own immune systems and we end up with COPD. My family, they don't like seeing doctors, even though I'm, I am a, a doctor of pharmacy. So I thought if I made like a natural supplement for them, they would at least be more prone to take it. And they do. And it helps. It's wonderful. Um, so, so I guess that's, yeah. I, I ramble. I'm sorry. No, that's that's certainly helpful, Chris. So I'd like to go back to that very first nootropic you tried, which we pronounce it over here, phenylparacetam, but phenylparacetam. I know a lot about the drug because I've made numerous videos and I've used it myself and love it. Maybe do you want to explain a little bit about what that is and how maybe it was first utilized and things like that? Yeah, I, I can talk about the the mechanism. Really, like it's it's a glutamatergic, right? Like. So you, you've got glutamate, the, the gas pedal of the brain, so it can help release, it can help upregulate the receptors there, it can help potentiate it. It's absolutely wonderful. Like that's the primary thing that I know of it doing. I mean, we, look, we can go back to what, what is it, 72? Uh, was it Dr. Georgi? Is that how you pronounce his name? The Romanian scientist. And we could talk about him, but even taking it a step back, like in the, the 40s during World War II, like adaptogens were essentially the same thing that we started searching for in the 70s. So the fiddle peas, you know, it's, it's a derivative of what paracetam and, and it's just personally my favorite. Yeah, awesome. So then I guess from there, Chris, so as far as like getting into formulating and, you know, incorporating some of these other ingredients, like you mentioned, uh, tea, cream and dynamine, maybe do you want to expand upon how you transitioned over into those compounds? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we were in pharmacy school, we, we know very little about supplements. And, and if we're going to sell something, we have to sell it as a supplement, right? So we're using phenyl P. We're, we're trying not to use it every day because you do build a tolerance. It starts downregulating your nicotinic receptors and, and all that fun stuff. Also why the IOC bans it, you know, helps with uh, cold proofing for the Winter Olympics. And uh, so, so we start putting this in our own capsules and it's great. And sorry, I have, I have a dog right here who's, who's trying to get my attention. Um, so we start putting it in capsules for all of our classmates that are, you know, they, they're not prescribed Adderall, but they want Adderall because they think they need it. So then our goal becomes like, okay, well, these people don't have ADHD. They want an edge just the same way as we do. We have the edge. So let's start making something and, you know, testing in a very nice way uh, on our classmates. And so, you know, we tell everybody exactly what's in there, provide them with all the primary and tertiary literature and, and then we go from there and, and then we realize and we're, we're crushed when we find out that phenyl P can't be sold in the U.S. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, well, there's got to be something else. Okay, so we start looking at the other mechanism for phenyl P, right, is the cholinergic sides. So we start looking at cholinergics. So we start diving into alpha GPC and huperzine, right, to, to really you know, tag team the choline side. But it wasn't enough. It's great. There's only one of those. It's a cognizant acetylcholine made by Kiowa that's actually studied in healthy individuals. Everything else is only, you know, studied in people with Alzheimer's, things like that. So we thought, well, everybody drinks caffeine, right? Everybody has coffee. Everybody comes in in the morning. Okay. Well, we got to throw a little bit of that in there because everybody knows what that feels like and they know what to expect. Okay. Well, now we need L-theanine to balance it out because I personally, I get the jitters when I have anything more than about 50 milligrams. 
So we add that in, you know, it just still didn't have that same kick that Fennel P did, right? And that's that's what we want. That is the gold standard for me, at least. And then also for my partner, Dog. Um, so he actually, he found uh, Theocrine, uh, which is the branded form. And then Theocrine is the generic competitor product. Well, we didn't, we weren't even a competitor at that point. We didn't have a product, but um, they had it in there. So we tried it on, on our own and, you know, we could get the dosing 100 milligrams, 150. And we didn't notice that our, our hearts were racing or our blood pressure was spiking or anything like that. We could work out with it. We could feel great for, you know, seven, eight hours. So it's like, okay, we have to put this in there. And then we started combining it with caffeine and then it was even better. It's like, okay, well, that's, that's the silver bullet for us. And, uh, you know, fast forward a few years, methyliberine, which is branded under dynamine, comes out. And now we've established a relationship with Compound Solutions that makes all of these. And it actually alters the pharmacokinetics of caffeine, right? They think it's through 1A2 and all that fun stuff. But if you combine caffeine and theocrine with methyliberine, then you can 3X the area under the curve of caffeine, meaning you can get a much smaller amount in there. You don't get the negative side effects, at least I don't, and none of our customers do. And you still get all the, the positive benefits that do come with a little bit of caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. T-Crane and I go, go way back. I remember when I first discovered it, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a hot, hot new ingredient. And um, when I was working for a nootropic startup many, many years ago, that was like the first, I think I was the first Australian to ever use T-Crane in a product. And Without a doubt, it is, you know, it's one of my favorite ingredients. And then the synergy, as you mentioned, with dynamine and caffeine sort of like potentiates the effects and makes it more whole and longer lasting. Do you want to maybe let's sort of break down? So you mentioned tea cream, dynamine, similar effects as caffeine without the heart rate spike or blood pressure spike. The actual molecule itself, since you're a pharmacist, maybe you can sort of expand upon, you know, is it just a... yeah change in chemical structure yeah so all of these right they're uh, xanthine alkaloids right that's i mean caffeine is essentially a, a poison that that evolved over time it was the one that wasn't getting eaten right because nobody liked the bitter taste so within a lot of tea leaves actually they develop they're called methyl urates is the official term for theocrine and methyliberine they develop these right just a very, very minor change. I can't say what it is off the top of my head, but probably just a methyl group, uh, you know, a carboxyl, something just along those lines. And that's why it binds to the same receptors. So, you know, you go in and, and you've got your adenosine receptor, right? And caffeine goes in and it fits perfectly. Well, the acrine comes in and it fits perfectly as well. It's, it's great. Same mechanism there. Well, dynamine, methylibrine comes in and it allosterically binds, right? So it binds to the side of the protein so it's a different mechanism. There's no actual uh, tolerance that you're going to build over time. And the, you know, the heart rate and blood pressure doesn't actually come from like a, a structural change on there to, to the best of my knowledge. It's one of those things, um, if you know anything about heart failure and beta blockers, you know, back in the day, beta blockers have a mortality benefit in heart failure, but nobody today would look at the mechanism and say, hey, we're going to try that in heart failure patients because it would be horribly contraindicated if we didn't actually study it in the past. So that was one of the unique things, like in the actual studies, they noticed that there was no heart rate or blood pressure spike. It was like, wait, we can't explain this, but we know it's true and it's well-established now. Mm. And then as far as, I guess, Chris, with the, um, like the formula itself, so you mentioned some of the cholinergic, so alpha GPC, huperzine A, 
what else is included in the formula? Oh, so for us, we've cut the cholinergics. You know, a lot of our core demographic love them. And as soon as we went more mainstream and it's on Amazon, then we noticed about a 5X in return rates. And it was directly related to the cholinergic effects, just as the mass public just doesn't, they don't know what it feels like, but they know what caffeine feels like. So we've pulled those, we've got rhodiola in there in the place. So just give a nice little adaptogenic bump for norepi and, and everybody's happy. Yeah. And so do you want to maybe expand upon the, the rhodiola, some of the other mechanisms of action as far as that ingredient? Yeah. So I think everybody, maybe everybody's well-versed with, with adaptogens and, and all that fun stuff, you know, trying to reduce the, like a non-specific stress state, specifically for rhodiola, the, the one that we looked at was the upregulation of norepi, just so that you can get that extra ump. Um, so I, I was, you know, I went to war, PTSD, all that fun stuff. I've taken every antidepressant that's out there. The only one that ended up working for me was bupropion. So I wanted to find a natural product that would have very similar effects. So that's where rhodiola came in. I could do that and I didn't need my coffee in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Rhodiola is definitely a, um, a star ingredient that's, um, yeah, also very much effective in uh, like, you know, the athletic realm, like improving physical performance. Have you, did you sort of notice that or look into any of the literature there? So not specifically for rhodiola, but for, for other adaptogens, ginseng in particular is one of them. One that's, it's not technically an adaptogen, but I feel like it should be in every multivitamin is pine bark, uh, pinus pedaster. And that one is very well established, not even just the pycnogenol brand, but uh, for improving athletic performance and, and just like the, you know, master antioxidant. Mm. So I guess- it should definitely be an adaptogen though. Yeah, pine bark, pinus minaster or mis- something. Uh, uh, pinus minaster, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've um, had some extensive experience myself in terms of playing around with that around my workouts and yeah, noticing better muscle pumps and things like that. So in terms of the formula itself, so I'd imagine like what are the main effects that people can notice from the better focus formula? Yeah, so the biggest thing for me is the dopamine bump, right? So methylibrine directly acts on dopamine, upregulating it. So you just feel better. And methylibrine kicks in in as quick as 15 minutes, which is great. You know, theocrine is, you know, 30, 45 minutes, somewhere in that range. So the very first thing you notice is just an elevated mood. And then for me, it's like, you know, things are narrow here, right? You know, you wake up, and you're like, okay, got to start the day, you know, walk the dogs, maybe go through all the, the, you know, things that get you going. And then it just kind of widens my perspective. And it stays that way for at least two hours, the half-life of methylibrine. And then through the day, like not in a, a jolty or, or jittery or crashy way, it just kind of slowly narrows back. And, you know, midday, I'll maybe dose again or maybe have one of these fun gummies that I have off, off screen. We, we've actually been developing uh, methylibrine gummies. You know, take one of those and just kind of open it back up. It's not like you feel amped. You don't feel your heart racing. So if you know, somebody wanted it for a pre-workout, it's probably not the feeling that they want. But if you just want to sit in front of a computer, lock in for six to eight hours, it's exactly what you want. If you have an exam coming up, if you're you know a student and you really want to ensure that your retention is, is top notch, because maybe you waited to the last second to, to start studying, this is what you need. If you want to make sure you don't misread anything on an exam, or if you're a healthcare provider reviewing notes, and you just want to make sure every word is crystal clear, this is a product for you. Mm. How did you go about as far as like 
considering these ingredients as far as like the formulation, like what did that process look like? Oh man. So, so the way that we started is we, you know, before we would just look on like examine.com, like what, what ingredients exist out there. And then we would try to pull all the primary and tertiary literature. And, and we built a database. It's got thousands of ingredients now. And, and now we just create pivot tables where it's like, okay, you know, here are the problems we're trying to solve. Let's pivot this out. Okay. Here are the ingredients that are available. Now let's look at the dosing, you know, the level of evidence that we've already established and we go from there. But when we want to find brand new ingredients that might not be on our radar, we just go to Twitter. My partner's got a very large following there and, you know, we'll just post up like, Hey, what, you know, what's the best nootropic anybody's heard of, you know, have my, um, my nephew searching for, uh, you know, things in Reddit just to try to find new things. And then once we have a bunch of leads, then I, you know, spend a, a very long weekend and take a lot of better focus, uh, and dive into all the literature that I can. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Great. So then as far as, um, like the company itself, like you mentioned the gummies, they're in better stages. What are some of the other complementary products you guys have? Yeah. So we've got better focus, our nootropic, and then we've got better lungs, which is our respiratory health one. We've got that in capsule form. And then we've also got a gummy form of that that just came out last month. We partnered with a, like a big Nutra company, Kiowa. They're based out of Japan. They have an award-winning ingredient, Amuse, which is Lactococcus lactis. And it activates PDC cells. So it activates like upstream in the immune system to give you the most robust immune response possible without having any issues with celiac or RA or anything like that, which was my worry. I have celiac. We've also got a hangover product, Better Morning. You know, that one came out during COVID because we started seeing all these reports of lost productivity. It was utterly insane. Uh, you know, what was, what was happening, especially in the first nine months or so. And so we wanted to make something to ensure that productivity continued on. We tested that extensively through our network. So I'm a retired veteran through veterans. And then we brought it to Bitcoin Miami, where everybody involved in the space could test it out. And, and it passed the test. So we, we started selling it. We've also got a, a new nootropic that are mushrooms. It's a gummy form. We just take every possible mushroom that we could put in there because there was no consensus, right? We'd ask, hey, what mushrooms are people interested in? And, you know, one group would, you know, have these four, one group would have three more and, you know, the overlap just wasn't there. So we put everything in there. So it's an all-in-one, two gummies, tastes great, tastes like raspberries, no mushroom flavor. And then we're working on the Dynamine gummy right now. I think that's all. There's a couple of other things that that aren't ready to be announced that are like in very early R&D stages, but we're excited. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. With the better lungs, let's dive deeper into that first ingredient, the lactococcus. Um, What is that ingredient? So it's just a fermenting bacteria. So it's a postbiotic, which is kind of a a new category that's coming out in the space. And they're just heat killed probiotics, right? So instead of worrying about keeping your probiotic in the fridge and maintaining a, a specific temperature and all of that, and then issues in production and storage, they are trying now to just heat kill some of them, test them and see if the benefits are still there. And this is one that has the benefits when it's heat killed. They also have another one, I guess I can talk about this. We're waiting for approval to put it in gummy form. It's like a cousin of Lactococcus lactis, uh, but it's for eye health. Anybody like us that's on our screens for eight to 10 hours a day, and we end up with eye strain and things like that. It's something that'll help along those lines. But Lactococcus lactis has 27 clinical trials. 
12 are in humans for efficacy and safety. And it, in the U.S., it's gained what's called generally recognized as safe status, which is the, I like to call it the equivalent of the FDA approving it, but the FDA just says, we do not object to you selling this instead of saying, this is great. I don't know what the equivalent is in, in the TGA, but I know that it, it was a fun ordeal for them. Yeah, yeah, no, no I know exactly what you're talking about there. Um, so then as far as the formula itself, I guess that ingredient would have not only benefits just for lung health, but overall immune health. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we market it because our bestseller is, you know, surprising. It's actually better lungs. Like we, the nootropic was great and it was taken off and we pushed out the lung health one and a whole new demographic moved in. So yeah, you get uh, an immune boost and they've actually studied it for increased productivity at work because of a reduction in, you know, I don't know if I can, if I'm talking about the product, yeah, there's, there's all these funny ways that you have to say it, but, but they studied it and, and showed an increased productivity at work. You increase athletic performance, actually. So this is one that people who are you know, training triathletes, things like that, are going to want because it, it preserves your respiratory health. Mm, awesome. And was that the only ingredient in the better lungs? For the gummy form, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the for, capsule form? Yeah, the capsule form, we've got ginseng in there, which which I absolutely love. We've got cysteine, which had to take the place of N-acetylcysteine. I'm sure you you know all about that fun ordeal. We've got reishi mushroom in there. I love that. It potentiates natural killer cells, so you get that immune boost. A handful of others, but then you know my favorite is still pine bark. So pine bark for me is kind of the anchor within that lineup. Mm, awesome. Awesome. Are you guys, um, I could imagine, I know how expensive it is to conduct your own human studies, but have you guys got that sort of plan in the pipeline in the future at all? It is. So in the U.S., we're in GNC now nationwide, and we're rolling out to Walgreens, CVS, all of that later in the year. So with all of that, we are going to start conducting our own human trials specifically for that blend, pushing forward after, and we'll, we'll patent it because you need at least one human trial to throw the patent on there, but we will never make it a proprietary blend. We're very, very anti-proprietary blends just because like for us, we've had products that it, say, it says it has 10 great ingredients and I believe them and it's in there, but you just can't see the amount that's in there. So you don't know if it's clinical dosing or anything like that. So I feel like it erodes the trust. But for future products, we do plan on partnering with groups like Kiowa, Compound Solutions, where they've already run you know, massive clinical trials, many, many more than we could. And the data is already there. Mm. With the gummy, the dynamine gummies, I'd imagine that would be a first of its kind. Like, are there any other dynamine gummies on the market? No. We've been working on this thing for about nine months. If you know anything about dynamine, you know how bitter it is. <laughs> Yeah. It is. Yeah. They, they've even created multiple sweeteners just to mask the taste of it. And, and as they come out, we're trying new ones. We finally got a version that I approved just this morning. It arrived this morning and I've got to send it off to my partner for his approval. And then we're going to start pushing it. But yeah. Even if anybody else can try to copycat, it's going to take them at least nine months. <laughs> yeah. As far as the taste, the flavor profile of the gummy how would you describe it where it's at now? We've probably tried 10 different flavors. We've got it down to two. There's like a Sour Patch Kids style kind of inspired one. I don't, I don't know if we can actually call it that, you know, trademarking and all. And it's still not masking the bitterness. And then we've got a, a wonderful like pink grapefruit that masks it almost perfectly. 
the last step is just getting that citric acid and sugar coating on the outside. But the, the texture is perfect. Everything is perfect. Mm. It's been a long road. Yeah, I could imagine. As far as the, I remember with tea cream, when I got some samples sent from Compound Solutions, they had the 40%, the 40% tea cream. Is, did they have yep. the same with the Dynamy, like a 40% version? Yeah, they do a 40% with, uh, I think it's like, what is it, maltodextrin, something like that. And then they do a 35% with Reb-M, I believe, is the new sweetener that they're using. And we've tried both of them, and neither of those fully cover the, the taste. We had to go to like a specialty group that only works on masking like novel ingredients and their tastes. And they just came out with something, I think it was in January, they sent it over. We got it to the R&D lab. They whipped up a batch. And that's what I'm, you know, we've been iterating on. What about the other, like the other product formats I could imagine? So like the capsule form is obviously most people are familiar with capsules and it's very convenient, easy to use. You mentioned the gummies, which are now quite, you know, versatile and more of a snack sort of nature. Um, did you guys consider any other formats like um, sublingual drops or top, like things like that? So, oh, we've looked at everything. So right now in, in the US at least, which is one of the larger markets for supplements, it's still, I think, 54 or 55% per, per capsules. So that's what our, you know, our first layer of products had. And then the next largest category is gummies. So that's kind of why we're, we're moving into gummies. We've experimented with gels. Kind of like think of your, you know, cycling or something like that. You know, you pull out one of those gels. There's a couple of brands out there. We've got a pretty good one for Dynamine, but it's just uh, had to use artificial sweeteners where, you know, we want to minimize that as much as possible. So we're kind of back at the drawing board. We looked at like Listerine style strips and the minimum order quantities, even to do a trial run, were just insane. There's like one or two groups in the U.S. that do them and you got to make 10 million off the bat. And we don't even know if it's going to be a hit. We looked at droplets as well, you know, big fan of those in general. And we did some like A-B testing and it just didn't seem to resonate with our current customers. So we didn't want to you know, try to go out and, and build out a whole new segment just based around a new delivery form. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of them. Yeah. I was also thinking about um, like a while back, eye drop based nootropics. Have you ever sort of looked into, yeah, because I know, um, wasn't there like the Nupept eye drops at one stage? Oh, I don't know about that one. I know in pharmacokinetics, we studied a whole lot of the like eye delivery stuff. Mm. So it's definitely out there. Keep an eye out for it. No pun intended. Yeah. And yeah, I like it. I mean, that would be great if I muse could work that way. But um, I know recently they just banned like uh, a nasal spray B vitamin complex. The FDA did. They said it couldn't be sold that way. So I feel like they might be clamping down on novel delivery forms in the future, which is unfortunate. Well, the nasal, I mean, the nasal spray, like that sort of pathway, that really interests me as well. Cause you know, the, um, the famous Russian ones, the C-Max and the Silank, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. they're very powerful, you know, through nasal ingestion. Yep. It's an incredibly vascular area, right? So, you know, you're just hitting the entire lining and then it goes down there. You know, if you can avoid a bitter taste, it's a great user experience. It's, you know, kind of similar to the buckle form where, you know, you put one of the strips right in your cheek or, you know, maybe the sublingual tablets, things like that. But again, I think the FDA and, you know, unfortunately, other organizations are going to start clamping down. They don't want us to innovate. Yeah, I know. 
As far as the the capsule form, for example, the better focus, have you also mentioned that your customers can use it, like they can open the capsule and then they can, you know, use it in yeah. What's up? Yeah, well, yeah, if they want to like essentially dry scoop it or throw it in smoothies. What we do is because, you know, most vitamins smell bad, right? Most capsules just smell bad, especially if there's B vitamins, anything like that. They oxidize. So we actually have a, a scent insert in each of ours. So it's kind of um, like a minty flavor when you take it. Um, it's all FDA approved, all that fun stuff. So if they still don't like that, even in these the, the tiny little capsules we have, they can mix it in with smoothies. We have a, a signature smoothie at uh, Earth Bar in Los Angeles. They've got close to 100 locations, smoothie bar. But yeah, we, we have a better focus smoothie there that just has the methylibrine, theocrine, and caffeine. Mm, yeah, awesome. As far as the, um, like when you were obviously studying some of these other compounds, how did you go with like just your personal, I'm just curious with your personal experience with some of the eugeroics like um, adrafinil, modafinil, and all the phenyls? So honestly, I, I avoided them. I, I leaned into what my partner told me he had already experienced and all of that. And I trust him more than I trust any other human. So I just avoided them. And his experience, he could speak better to it, was just that they were great for a short period of time. Yeah. And yeah. what I want is a long-term solution. Yeah, I'm on the same wavelength. I think um, the adrafinil, modafinil, those compounds are very powerful at like increasing wakefulness, but Unfortunately, the following day, like you're dipped well below baseline. So like you actually, you spend more time recovering than actually being in a productive state. Whereas something like dynamine, tea, cream, like these ingredients, they don't have a massive crash per se. And so like, you're not left, you know, way below baseline. You're actually just slowly returned back to baseline. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do. I do want to get your opinion on Finabute. I have very strong opinions. I just want to see where you lie. Yeah, I never used it because I was aware of the potential risks associated with um, agonizing the GABA-B receptor. I do know some people have used it very, very sparingly, like maybe once a week at a low dose, and they've been fine in terms of reducing social anxiety. But to be honest, I feel like there are so many other ingredients that can match or mimic some of the anti-anxiety effects without it causing terrible, you know, adverse effects, you know, withdrawal like effects. Yeah, I'm completely with you. I'm not a fan of Finabute. I think in the past, like it seemed promising and all of that, but I've had friends that would, that would lead to things like baclofen where, you know, a tolerance develops very quickly and then you just need that higher and higher dose to get back to your baseline personality. So I just wanted to throw out a little warning. If anybody's thinking about Finabute, please, please, please really look into the science and where it can lead. Because, I mean, even my nephew is just looking around on Reddit and he's like, man, this is great. This, I, I definitely think I need this. Like, and he ordered some and it, it came in the mail. I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Let's, let's talk about this. This is uh, not a path you want to go down unless you fully, fully understand what you're doing. Exactly. So I just had to throw the warning out. No, it's good. It's good that you mentioned that because that's something that I've also stressed a lot throughout my videos and yeah i think there's definitely going to be a big market for those like the fanny butt the fanny boot alternatives and you know there are some ingredients that do have some degree of like gabba b agonism but they don't have the calcium channel blocking effect that i think fanny butt has but just depressing depressing 
Yeah. As far as like in terms of anti-anxiety side of things, like did you guys consider releasing a formula for that? Absolutely. So this is kind of a good segue into what we do in Australia. So we're a US-based company. We also have a group on the ground in Australia, and then we have a group in Japan. So our new nootropic formula there, we didn't call it Better Mind or Better Focus. We actually called it Better Mood because the ingredients that we put in there, you know, were, we were taking it and it was great. And it was wonderful. And we did have that clarity, but we also noticed the biggest thing, again, was the mood aspect. So we have a better mood product. In the U.S., we started developing a gummy for it, you know, the standard ashwagandha using either, um, I think, Goli has the rights to KSM 66. So we were looking at Nuganda and then a few others to put in there. But big fan of ashwagandha, uh, big fan of even things like Bacopa. The mechanism there is funny. I mean, essentially just an antioxidant that's acting in the brain that actually provides that clarity over time. Love that one. But yeah, mood product all the way. 5-HTP is also good short-term, but definitely not for long-term use. Yeah. With the ashwagandha, have you heard much about the anhedonia that comes along with? I, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, right? It's You feel so much better that you know, some people end up just stop caring. It's, it's unfortunate um, because it is a wonderful ingredient and it does help in many ways. Luckily, it's a small percentage. I've seen anywhere from 3 to 5%, which if you're in that 3 to 5%, it seems significant. But for the others that aren't experiencing it, it's a good product. It happened to a member of my family. I felt horrible because I recommended ashwagandha. Like, hey, you're not feeling well. Take this for a couple of weeks. About three weeks in, they started just kind of like, eh, all right, I'm just going to watch TV all day. I'm just going to be on TikTok. Nothing else. I don't need to go to work. I don't need to, I don't need to care. I feel good. Mm, yeah, that's definitely an effect that I think is uh, becoming more and more apparent with um, those that are sensitive to like excess serotonin because uh the 5-HT1A desensitization that occurs with ashwagandha essentially renders it similar to like an SSRI in that regard it can increase brain levels of serotonin and induce that anhedonia response interesting interesting i mean it's like when we have what 90% of the serotonin is in the gut sorry i love serotonin i talk about it quite often 90% is in the gut the other 10% in the brain and there's so many different things that can stimulate that response and there's so many different downstream effects that can come from it one of them that I was on I think I ended up with urinary retention and it was horrible and in the very next one same mechanism and everything else no urinary retention but you know all of them come with something different so it's also a good time to broach like a holistic approach right just because something is, is great for you or it's great for me doesn't mean it's going to be great for the person that we recommend it to. We hope it will be, and we, we hope it works, but we all have our own unique biochemistry, and, and we just have to keep trying until we find the product or the, the ingredient that's best for us. There yeah. was a good study. Sorry, I rambled. There was a good study. It showed you would go through four different SSRIs in a year before you found the one that worked for you. Some big study in the US. And people would get discouraged seeing that number, right? It's like, oh, it's going to take a whole year before I start getting the help that I need. But the percentage was something like 73% of people would actually find the medicine that worked for them. So the way that I interpret it is like, well, at the end of a year, there's a 73% chance you've got the one that's going to work for you until cognitive behavioral therapy and everything else does the trick. It's like, mm. so just yeah, for anybody else listening, just keep trying. If you're looking for something to, to boost your mood, there is something out there that will work for you. Mm. Did you also want to maybe, I know you said you're a fan of serotonin. Did you want to maybe like 
explored? Do you know much about the different serotonin receptors, like the different subtypes at all? So the, yeah, we studied it in school. It was fun. And, and it was like, uh, we focused on three and four agonism versus antagonism, primarily around like chemo-induced nausea, vomiting, things like that. But that's where mine's kind of limited to. And then just talking about tryptamines in general, which is oh, yeah. probably a, a whole other podcast. Yeah. 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 I think they're, um, they're pretty fascinating when, as far as like some of the broad spectrum effects of like agonizing the 1A receptor, 2A receptor, how that affects glutamate, dopamine in the nucleus accumbens and, and even like ACTH and cortisol as well. So like being an upstream regulator of those, I find that I I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm, I'm very obsessed with that. That sort of area. Downstream effects. That's what it boils down to. Like if somebody says the mechanism is X, it's like, okay, well, what does that mechanism impact down the road? And that's, that's also the difference between like benefit and side effects, right? Where people say, Hey, I'm taking it for this. Well, oh, how can I get rid of this? It's like, well, that's part of the, the mechanism. It's like, no, that's a side effect. Hmm. Not quite. As far as I guess, like maximizing the results from nootropics in general, like what would you, what would you say are like, you know, critical factors that people need to consider when like trying to get the most out of their nootropic stacks? Yeah. So go in with a goal. Right. So you go in and most people are going to say, hey, I, I read about 10 different ingredients. I want to try 10 different ingredients at the same time and I'm going to overwhelm myself. And if it's a bad experience, I'm never going to take them again. Or if it's a good experience, I'm always going to take these 10 and then I'm going to add more onto it. So if your goal is I want to retain more information, then look for the ingredients that probably act on the cholinergic system. Right. That's where we would start. So grab one of them, like an alpha GPC or acetylcholine, something like that, or grab a Hooper's ENA and then actually assess it. Like you're turning one dial at a time and you're seeing how it impacts you. So now let's turn that dial back down and let's try another cholinergic, see how that impacts you. And I think a lot of people just, just want it now, now, now. They want the results immediately. But like, you know, just going back to what we were just talking about, everybody's a little bit different. So if you go in with a goal in mind, you can match a mechanism and the side effects to it. And then you can start trying different ingredients. And if those goals change, then make sure that you back off of that one ingredient and then you kind of taper into another one. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really critical point as far as developing your own customized stacks. That's something I've been working on, you know, with clients is developing curated, bespoke, like personalized nootropic stacks to basically fit exactly what their goals are. Like some people you know, have, have no issues with memory. They're more focused on, you know, improving motivation and drive. So then, you know, curating and customizing a stack that will shift the dominance towards dopamine. I think that's a really critical, critical point for those getting into it. What about in terms of um, like foods, specific foods that you found that are complementary to nootropics? Yeah. So honestly, I eat a lot of eggs. I, I love the choline content there, right? But I, maybe it's not just like the complementary ones, but it's the ones that are detrimental, right? It's more avoiding those than it is complementary ones for me. And for me, my diet was horrible through a lot of this whole the COVID ordeal and, and everything like that. And then my business partner even looked at me on New Year's this year and he was like, hey, I need you to be alive for a long time. You got to get in shape. And then we, we had kind of a, a month long retreat where we ate healthy and we exercised and all of that. 
So I'm actually finding that shifting to kind of more the Asian diet, it's helped me focus. It's, it's helped promote mental clarity a ton because I'm avoiding these fatty foods. I mean, the fat gets in there, it's in your blood vessels, it's oxidizing constantly. So it is just destroying everything that made anybody who was great, great, right? So I think it's just, it's eating a healthier diet in mm. general. Mm, for sure, for sure. Awesome. All right. Well, um, were there any other points you wanted to mention, Chris, as far as like, you know, better brand, um, some of your you know, new products or maybe do you want to let my listeners know where they can find your products? Yeah, absolutely. If you're, if you're in the US, try betterbrand.com or if you're in Australia, try betterbrand.com.au. We're actually uh, making a big announcement tonight. We don't have the full lineup in Australia yet. Unfortunately, the TGA is, is, uh, you know, very difficult to get things through, but yeah, honestly, we just try to make good products for ourselves and for people that we care about. We make the highest quality products at an affordable price and we just, like we care about your input. If you guys send us input after you try them, I mean, we're, we're likely to make changes in the future based on that input. So, Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to link those in the show notes for those listening in. But otherwise, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. All right. Thanks, Lucas. I really appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you everyone for joining in to today's episode. For in-depth show notes and lessons learned, visit nofilter.media forward slash boost your biology. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.